In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. Did you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I came to bring division. Happy Sunday. <laughs> this is one of those gospel lessons where we hear Jesus and we think, what is wrong, Jesus? He is having a bad day. You know, we are used to kind of friendly Jesus and buddy Jesus, and we like Jesus to be like a warm hug. And when we hear gospel stories like the one today, we kind of react and we think, what, what really is going on here? What is Jesus trying to say? Because this seems a little out of character. The story that we get today is one of those moments where Jesus is thinking about the end. What we do not know within the context of this gospel lesson is a few chapters back, Jesus makes a very important shift. Jesus shifts, setting his face toward Jerusalem. It's the beginning of the school year, but we're already hearing these echoes of what will ultimately be Holy Week and the passion and the death on the cross. Jesus has shifted toward Jerusalem, which means he realizes that time is of the essence. The time that he has here on earth is very short, and he wants to make sure that he gets his message across as best as possible. And so he comes today to remind us that being Christian, following Jesus, is not always a feel good. Sometimes it's actually a little bit of a struggle. Today's gospel lesson, Jesus says, I came to bring fire to the earth. Now, much of the nuance of this lesson is contained in the Greek, and I'm not going to go into all of that. But what I want you to know is that the fire that Jesus is talking about and the way that Jesus uses this idea is much more about the cleansing property of fire, not the destructive property of fire. Now, that's a little bit of a nuance, but it's important for us to understand that fire is not always bad. Yes, fire changes things, but fire can actually renew new things and make things grow and make things better and healthier. And that's the kind of fire Jesus is talking about right here. This fire that might transform, but will ultimately transform for the good. You see, imagine that you discover something true. Imagine that that truth begins to change you and transform the way that you think and transform the way that you behave, making you into a relatively new person. We're on the doorstep of a new school year, and we all probably remember going off to school at some point. And when you go off to school, you discover new things, and you're introduced to new ideas and new people, and your mind is sort of expanded. And then it can be a little bit of a shock that first time you come home, because not everyone else has changed like you. Not everyone else has been exposed to these ideas like you. And all of a sudden, there is this friction and this tension because you have had a bit of a change. You've begun to expand and experience new things, and the people in your life who were closest to you didn't have those same experiences. Think about something else. How about vacations? We've all likely done one of those recently. How many times do we go on vacation and we actually have to go and visit or be with people that 
frankly, we don't really want to be around. Now, I say that with a big heart and lots of love, and it's not every vacation, but sometimes we do have to kind of go and see the people that don't necessarily, how might I say this, make us feel good all the time. That kind of experience is what Jesus is really getting at. We know what it's like to be around people and to be around the people that we love but who perhaps don't meet us where we are, who don't necessarily make us feel good, or perhaps even more importantly, make us better. Jesus says, from now on the household will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother. When Jesus is talking about family pitted against family, He's not talking about the normal bickering that every good family goes through. He's talking about a division that is fundamental. He's talking about a division that is about identity. When we choose to change our identity, not everyone in our life is going to be happy about that. See, when we make a choice to follow God, Not everyone is going to be a fan of that choice. And when we make a choice to follow God, we actually turn toward God and away from things that used to be most important to us. See, God's transformation is at its heart a choice. We don't have to do this. Some of us have come today and sitting in the pews and we're here because I don't know, someone told us we had to come, or we think it's good for us, or maybe we hope at the beginning of a school year that it will kind of get into us and make us a little better. But the heart of transformation, of discipleship, of actually following Jesus is turning toward God, necessarily turning away from all the worldly stuff that we think or have been taught or that our friends and our family think are most important. Yes, we may have moments of clarity, but those moments of clarity where we finally see God necessitates a very difficult, sometimes life-changing choice. I want you to think for a minute about your friendships. The people that you spend the most time with, how many of you feel confident that the people that you spend the most amount of time with are actually people who help you become better? I think for most of us, we choose people who we enjoy, perhaps people we just like being around. And yet, when we anchor ourselves to what perhaps the world says is good, we find over time that we're not moving closer to God. We may have a moment like the one today where we get a little bit of a wake-up call. Maybe we have a chance to imagine what our life could be with a real commitment to Christ, with a real commitment to living like God. But what is scary about that is it means some kind of relationship, hopefully not many, but for some of us maybe many, might end up going through that kind of fire period. People will not like when we choose to change. People will feel like they've been left behind. But what we're offered today is an invitation to surround ourselves with the people and the relationships and the community that actually help us transform for the better and move closer and closer to God. 
Today, as many of us celebrate the beginning of a new school year, I invite you to consider that this is an opportunity for us to have a fresh start. This is kind of like New Year's for many of us. How many of us know that when the school year starts, we kind of have this moment where we're like, we're going to go to church, right? And we're going to do it, and we're going to do it every Sunday. And then like two weeks from now, you're like, man, it's, it's early. Don't do it. This is an opportunity for us to make the kind of change that can stick. You know, wishing to be a good Christian person, wishing to be closer to God is just not enough. If you've got the spark in you, let that spark turn into a flame. Let that fire actually burn hot enough to change the way that you behave. It's only when our habits change, when our behaviors change, that we begin to move closer and closer to God. And it can sometimes be as easy as just showing up. As we begin this new school year, we're going to spend the next few months doing a bit of habit changes. Beginning in September and going all the way through October, we're going to start making notes about the way that we observe the world. These are going to be kind of grace notes where we look and observe and identify moments when we feel like God is doing something in the world, when we experience moments of grace. And as we do that and record those moments, I hope that we will actually begin to change the way we see the world, change the way we act and behave, change our priorities such that we don't worship at the Church of the Holy Comforter on Sunday mornings. We actually come to church. We plug in to this community. We relate to one another with a deepness, with a depth that will actually change our hearts and minds for the better. And let me just make sure we know that this is not easy. That fire that Jesus speaks about today is one that we will experience when we choose God. Do not be afraid of the fire that cleanses. Do not be afraid of a little bit of conflict that will open you up to what God really wants from you, who you were created to be. Jesus says he brought fire to the earth. Jesus wants us to choose to be cleansed, to choose to be made new. And when we make that kind of sacred choice, we will move closer and closer to God. That's what I hope for you. That's what I hope for all of us. As we begin a new school year, accept that invitation. Be here, be with us, plug in, and I do promise that you will see a good change very soon. Amen. Amen.